So this is a, my thoughts about the five toxic and corrosive things about being an ex-Scientologist. And I realize, why are you talking about toxic and corrosive things, Al? Well, it's because um, there are things about being an ex-Scientologist that are toxic and corrosive. Just It's just like chocolate. You know, you eat, if you eat enough chocolate, you'll die. It, it will it will become toxic and corrosive to you if you eat enough of it. And unfortunately, life is like that. So the parade of rose petals that is being an ex-Scientologist, well, we need to talk about it. So here are the five things. One, sympathy and praise for being an ex-Scientologist. Two, continually having to repeat the abuse you suffered when you were a Scientologist as an ex-Scientologist. Injustice. Justice delayed is justice denied. Four, stardom and admiration for the ideas you hold or the ideas that you've expressed. And five, constant fucking cyberbullying. So these are the five things that after 18 years of being an ex-Scientologist, I have identified as being toxic and corrosive. Number one, sympathy and praise. You would think that, you know, and this isn't L. Ron Hubbard, you know, he went all in Dianetics. He went all on about how sympathy is horrible and you should never have sympathy or that's not what I'm talking about. This is sympathy and praise for being an ex-Scientologist, mostly by people who were never an ex-Scientologist. They were never a Scientologist. Their never ends are kind of like they're good people. Don't don't get me wrong here. They're very good people, but they do not get it. They they don't quite get how not serious it is to be an ex-Scientologist. Okay? They they came in wanting to help and and uh be nice and everything and they just can't imagine how horrible you had it. Well, you know, it wasn't that horrible for most people, but they don't know that. They think it was horrible for you, and so they want to give you sympathy and praise for being an ex-Scientologist. And it's just, I don't know, I felt it. Maybe not everybody feels it, but it's just a little off. You know, you are you go into a group of people and, oh, you brave, you brave ex-Scientologist. And it's like, what? I... I was in Scientology for a while now. I'm out. I mean, I don't, I, I have, I have totally taken a bath in this sympathy and praise. I am not somebody who is above milking sympathy and praise as much as I can get it. Okay. I'm saying that deep down there is this corrosive part and you know, it's corrosive because these people don't, you're, I don't know, how do, how do you say this? It's not like you're a circus animal. It's like you're, it's not like you're on parade. You're on homecoming court. You know, you're, you're the homecoming queen. I don't know. But you're being put on a pedestal for something that you really know you shouldn't be put on a pedestal for. And you're, be, you're being given sympathy for things that, you know, after a while, after a year or so, two years, you really don't need sympathy for it anymore, you know, unless you're really stuck 
And then it's really, the sympathy and praise you get is really toxic and corrosive to you. So that's sympathy and praise. Another thing that's toxic and corrosive about being an ex-Scientologist is continually repeating the abuse you suffered over and over and over again for weeks, months, years, and some people have been doing it for decades. And I'll tell you what, man, this is the worst. This is the worst part of being an ex-Scientologist. Yes, they fair gamed me. They got me fired from my job. I mean, I have this whole spiel about the fair game that went on with me in the late 90s and early 2000s from the Church of Scientology. And, you know, I can horrify people with it and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, <laughs> that's that was 18 years ago, okay? I'm, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't. I don't want to think about it. It it doesn't affect me anymore. All any any damage that was done was healed a long time ago. But as an ex, you can get into this situation where you're trying to tell other people about how horrible Scientology is. And so you tell them your story and you repeat over and over and over what was done to you. And this become this is very toxic. This is very corrosive to a person. You but because you keep dredging it up, I heard it referred to as old ghosts, and that's a that's a good way to refer it to re refer to it. You dredge up old ghosts, and if you do that every day for years and years and years, it's not good for you. So that's number two: continually repeating the abuse you suffered. Number three is justice delay is justice denied. And that this is, you know, there was an injustice. There was some kind of an injustice for you or for somebody else or for a lot of your friends. And you want that injustice corrected. But very unfortunately, there are very few resources who are going to get that justice for you. And David Miscavige is going to do everything he possibly can to make sure that you don't get justice. Because justice, mostly, is him going to fucking jail. And he's going to spend every bit of his $3 billion staying out of jail. He will burn through that whole $3 billion to keep his own ass out of jail. So it's just, it's not likely. I mean, there, there are some exes who, who definitely can get justice. Luis Garcia... Is one there? There are actually many who can get justice, but there are many who can't. You'll just never get justice for what was done to you, and it's one of those things. It it's a very difficult thing to to wrestle with, having been betrayed as deeply as Scientologists have been, and exes have been. But we're not the only people to have suffered something like this. You know, there are way worse injustices <laughs> than anything that happened to anybody in Scientology. Just think of being a Syrian refugee, having your whole family bombed. Okay, I mean, really, there there's a point where injustice does exist on a scale of reality, and you need to, everyone needs to, not just ex-Scientologists, every human being <laughs> suffers injustice. And there's a point where he needs to deal with it without, you know, recognize that it will never be corrected. This particular injustice that was done to me by the Church of Scientology will never be corrected. 
So number three is justice delayed is justice denied, but it's actually for most people, it's suck it up. And, and that, that sounds way more unsympathetic than I actually am about it. But when it comes to moving on with life to, you know, not wrecking your life and, and all of your future, this one's a tough one, but each individual really has to do it. It just is one of those things that's toxic and corrosive about being an ex-Scientologist. So number four is stardom and admiration for your ideas. So, you know, I'm, I'm an agent provocateur or a possible OSA agent. I am, I am lower than dirt right now in the anti-Scientology community, and I have been for years. But there was a time when I wasn't lower than dirt that people, ex-Scientologists, other ex-Scientologists, and even never ends, I got a lot of praise, got a lot of praise and admiration. And it was like a stardom kind of thing. And I'm not, okay, I'm just saying, okay, please, that when you say something and you get known for the ideas that you're talking about as an ex-Scientologist, you're, you, you kind of get stuck. If you change too much, then you begin to look like a hypocrite. If you're this big militant anti, right, and everybody looks to you to be a big warrior fighter guy, and you get all this praise and admiration and stardom for being this big warrior anti-Scientology guy, and then one day you evolve and you realize, okay, let's say visceral, psych drugs and visceral. L. Ron Hubbard died with psych drugs in his body. And you look up visceral and you and you study all about it and you realize, okay, well this is a um this is an antihistamine. This isn't a psych drug. It it makes you drowsy and it psychiatrists have used it in certain applications to help a person sleep and to calm down a little bit. But a psych drug like Prozac or an antihistamine, a first generation antihistamine, is not a psych drug. It's an antihistamine. Makes you drowsy, passes through the blood brain barrier, makes you drowsy. It's kind of a soporific. That's it. So you kind of realize that, but you've been, you know, you've made this point over and over to people and they, they look at you and they, you're kind of a star about how eloquent you are about the visceral in, in LRH's butt. And you've changed your mind about it. You've learned something about it and you've changed your mind, but you're a star. See, you're a star and people admire you. It's like losing Twitter followers. All of a sudden, you start changing your mind about what you think, various things, and you start tweeting your new change of, <laughs> change of mind and you just watch your Twitter followers just disappear. So you don't want to change. See, you don't want to evolve because you'll lose all your friends. It was just like getting out of Scientology. You have evolved. You've graduated from Scientology. But you know that if you graduate, you'll lose all your friends. So wanting and needing this stardom and admiration for your ideas, it becomes toxic and corrosive for an ex-Scientologist. Believe it or not, I, you know, I'm a dirt. I'm lower than dirt, like I said right now. But there was a time when I wasn't. And I'll take this, really. I really will. I'll take being lower than dirt over being, you know, a major star and being admired to the point where I can't change my mind. Anyway, it becomes toxic and corrosive. And then number five is constant cyberbullying. You know, being lower than dirt. I get cyberbullied a lot, man. Comes out of nowhere for me. Like I'll be on Reddit and I'm even under a different name than Alonzo. 
and people come out of the woodwork to come after me because they know that my name, the stuff I write about, only Alonzo writes about it, you know, or only Alonzo cares about it. So this fucking guy's Alonzo. And, and really, you get, I get like five different people telling me I'm a piece of shit. Literally, I'm not. This, this is the phraseology, right? And this constant cyberbullying, it's, it's a general environment of cyberbullying. Scientology on the internet since ARS, ARS became cyberbullying. And the reason it did was because of OSA. OSA would just get on there and cyberbully the hell out of the uh, critics that were exposing, you know, the OT levels, getting the OT levels onto the internet, you know, all that stuff. But it was kind of easy to... F- to see the trolls, the OSA trolls there. But later, and I have to say this, after Anonymous, cruelty and cyberbullying just skyrocketed among ex-Scientologists. It's like we just adopted the whole culture of cruelty, of Anonymous, and oh my God, it just became hellish. And if there's anything that's toxic and corrosive, it's fucking cyberbullying. And there's nobody, there's nobody who's listening to this who hasn't been cyberbullied. That's just the way it is, the way the internet is. It's not just Scientology either. It's almost every subject. It's, you know, Democrats, Republicans, uh, water beds versus air beds. It's dogs versus cats. Cyberbullying is everywhere. And the more you engage in it, the worse it gets, the more toxic and corrosive it becomes. So these are the five toxic and corrosive things about being an ex-Scientologist. I'll just go over them again. One, sympathy and praise. Two, continually repeating the abuse you suffered over and over and over again. Three, justice delayed is justice denied. It's kind of a thing you just get stuck with. Four, stardom and admiration for your ideas. Who would have ever thought, right? Who would have ever thought that stardom and admiration for your ideas would become toxic and corrosive to you? Well, an ex-Scientologist would because he's always going to be evolving, right? And if you start to get stardom and admiration for your ideas, you're fucked. And then five, constant cyberbullying. So these are the five toxic and corrosive things about being an ex-Scientologist. Thank you for listening. Over and out.